Although I've never been bitten by a snake, I have been bitten by plenty of other critters. And the idea of looking at a bronze image of an animal that bit me in order to be healed kind of sends a shiver down my spine. Okay, it's kind of comical to be look at a bronze mosquito, um, but something larger, more substantial, like a snake, blah. But yet that is what God commanded Moses to do after the plague of serpents, after Israel complained against God and Moses. And of course, this is the incident that Jesus is referring to with Nicodemus. The Lord said to Moses, make a seraph and mount it on a pole, and everyone who has been bitten will look at it and recover. Accordingly, Moses made a bronze serpent and mounted it on a pole. And whenever the serpent bit someone, the person looked at the bronze serpent and recovered. And yet, as strange as it sounds, what God commanded was profoundly healing for the people of Israel. Because the Israelites almost immediately saw beyond the physical wounds caused by the snake bite to the deeper wound within them, whose fruit was bitterness of heart and complaining. That was the more miraculous cure of that deeper emotional and spiritual wound. And it was that healing at the very core of the people who looked at the bronze serpent was what God had in mind, if you will. Jesus uses this image of the bronze serpent, a scriptural event that every Jew is familiar with as a jumping off point with Nicodemus. And the result of people looking at the crucified Son of Man will be far greater than what happened to the Jews in the desert. By seeing the Son of Man lifted up and coming to faith, the result will be eternal life. And this is far more than just a physical healing and even more than an emotional or psychological healing. It is a restoration of the innocence humanity had before the fall, and indeed even more, an incorporation into the inner life of God by becoming God's children. Throughout Jesus' ministry, he never shied away from human suffering of any kind in those around him. He stared right into it and saw in its midst a beloved child of God longing to be free. And it didn't matter whether it was a physical illness, like a 12-year issue of blood or complete paralysis, or someone possessed by one, seven, or a whole legion of demons. And because of Jesus' divinity, those physical and moral evils fled from his presence, leaving a complete, whole, and restored person behind. Even that being said, God had something much larger in mind when taking on our human nature than simply restoring our bodies 
or even our minds and our hearts to health. Jesus was more than a healer or an exorcist. God wanted to transform the very mystery of death itself. Death had only become fearful, a fearful experience to us after sin entered the world. As St. Paul would say some decades later, the sting of death is sin. And God chose to do this by undergoing death itself. As Venerable Fulton Sheen once said, Jesus was the only human being who came into the world to die. That is what we look upon when we look upon a crucifix. First, we see the sufferings of Jesus. We recall how he was beaten and tortured before being executed as a criminal. We are stirred to compassion because in so doing, we can relate to him because of all the sufferings that we have undergone in this life. And Jesus knew, like every human being, what it was to suffer. And he didn't shy away from a moment of it. Second, we see the full ugliness and the effects of sin. It becomes painfully obvious that yours and my bad choices, as we tell our children, have consequences far beyond ourselves. Sin attacks the very fabric of creation, weakening and distorting it, sometimes beyond all recognition. And that damage is far more than you or me or all of humanity can repair. And Jesus took on that too when he mounted the cross. Third, we see a reminder of death itself. No matter how much we try to deny it, no matter how much we try to avoid it, the crucifix reminds us that all of us come face to face with the fact that death as an, is an inescapable part of the human experience. And Jesus took on that too. These are difficult things to be sure. They are not easy and they're certainly not fun. But we need to look at them squarely in the face, just as Jesus did. We don't do so because we enjoy our own or Jesus' suffering. That would be sick. We do so because we follow Jesus' way, and his way led through suffering and death not under it, not over it, not by it, but through it. It's all a part of our Easter celebration. It's only after solemnly recalling Jesus' passion and death on Good Friday that we celebrate the joy of his resurrection on Easter Sunday. Because there is the good news. Because of his resurrection, Jesus showed that death is not a permanent reality. It is a temporary state for us. By entering into death itself, Jesus broke its power 
over humanity. Yes, we all die, but because of our faith in Jesus, we will also rise to new and glorious life in him. Suffering and death become things that we need no longer fear, even though they are inevitable. Because Jesus Christ rose triumphant from the grave. By renewing our faith in the power of God, every time we look at a crucifix here in this church, at home, or anywhere else, we are reminded that Jesus rose from the dead and to be the firstborn of many brothers and sisters. And Jesus' brothers and sisters are right here.